0: grace did not come to do away with the law hold on there is a curse of the law a curse of the law the curse of the law is not that there is law but rather it was a curse because humans had no ability to keep the law. So God instituted sacrifices to not do away with, but to cover their sin so they could have access to him. That's how the law worked. Human government, you got it? human government. I give you these laws, here's what you need to do. Right? Then comes grace. What did Jesus say? I did not come knucklehead to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. Complete it, i.e. make it possible for you to walk, in the protection of the covenants by the power of a risen Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me so far? The seventh is the millennium. After the rapture, so on and so forth. No no reason to go into that this morning. Tithe, say 10%. That's all it means. Tithe it's just the way of saying 10%. A tithe is 10% given out of your weekly, monthly, whatever it is, daily increase. God said take 10% of it. It's a dollar on 10, it's 10 on 100, it's 100 on 1000, it's a th- you with me. It's 1000 on 10000. It's all the same. It's not like the federal government. I mean, you could liken it to a flat tax. means it's the same for everybody. You only made 100 dollars, your tithe would be 10. You made a1,000, your tithe'd be 100. You made 10,000, your tithe would be 1,000. Somebody walks up and hands you a million? 100,000 are you with me it's very simple now the tithe is that an offering is anything above the tithe turn your Bible to Malachi chapter 3 old covenant with me old covenant old testament old agreement Malachi is the last book of the Old Covenant, meaning the last thing God said before he stopped talking for 400 years. Do you think that the last thing God said before he went silent for 400 years, we shouldn't pay attention to? That's like a dying man leaving you an inheritance on his deathbed and you saying, well, it was the last thing he said, so I'm not sure. Excuse me while I make so much sense to you. He said, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become professor. Professor, it's so simple right now for I am the Lord next four words as loud as you can scream them I do not again I do not again I do not again I do not does he change no. then why are we changing he hasn't changed oh man I gotta, I gotta I do not change and as a result of me not changing You are not consumed. Then he talks about from the days of your fathers, you've gone your own way. You've walked away from my ordinances. You've not kept them. Return to me. When? Because he's about to close the book and not say anything for 400 years. So my question would be, when did he change? When did he say, don't do this? Well, the answer is a really simple one. Never, never. In fact, he reinforced it and I'll show you. I am the Lord, I do not change. Drop down. He said, if you return to me in this, I will return to you but you say how shall we return he answers their question with a question will a man rob God yet you have robbed me can you imagine I mean I hope you wouldn't rob me I hope you wouldn't rob your neighbor much less rob the almighty, infinite, all-powerful creator of heaven and earth. Okay. But you say, how? He says two things, tithes and offerings. Right? You are cursed with a curse. God did not curse anybody. The curse was on the earth, on the ground, on the crops, on everything from the day Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. He's saying, if you don't want to be consumed by the curse that's there, do this and you'll be free. Otherwise, if you don't, you're going to walk in the curse. He didn't say, I curse you. Oh, this is so good. He said, the whole nation is robbing me. Everybody wasn't, but there were enough that it was the majority to God. Then he said, bring all the ties into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house, food in my house, And prove me that I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. There will not be room enough to receive it. And I, this is the only place in your Bible where this is said, I will rebuke the seed eater for you. Now, you have a choice. You can let God get involved or you can go it on your own. How's that working out for you? I've never seen a tither say anything, but I'm blessed. And I've never seen a non-tither say anything, but I can't. And you never will. Because you're not walking in revelation. You're not walking in obedience. You still need guardrails. Because you're just all over the place. And I just feel like I'm boring the sin out of you well maybe that's good nobody nobody needs the devourer rebuked right if you need God to sit on his throne and tell sickness disease pain malady malfunction infirmity poverty death darkness trouble if you need him to rebuke it for you I double-dog dare you to jump up on your feet and scream right now. God, forgive all the liars. Forgive the liars. Amen. Be seated, and I'll hurry. And all nations shall call you blessed. Now, turn over very, very quickly to the book of Hebrews. It's in the New Covenant. I don't want to go into detail, I'm going to point out three errors. Three errors in what was put out all over America last week. I'm going to, I'm going to cancel that whole thing for you and I'm going to give you a Bible to do it. First of all, it was said that tithing was required under the law of Moses Therefore, New Testament believers are not required to obey the law of Moses. Therefore, there is no requirement to tithe. You ready? There is a complete and significant difference between a concept being incorporated into the law of Moses and a concept being introduced by the law of Moses. The concept of tithing existed at least 430 years before the advent of the law of Moses. So I don't understand how that could be a criticism. Number two, possibly more important, Abraham Abraham gave tithes to Hebrew Melchizedek Melchizedek, to you, Melchizedek. Abraham paid tithes to this Melchizedek. He paid tithes to him as a representative of Almighty God. There was no Mosaic law when Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. It wasn't even in place. 430 years later, it would come into being. So where did Abraham come up with this tithe thing? Why why didn't he tithe 8%? 5%? 50%? Why 10? He just pulled it out of the air? Learn this concept. The Bible doesn't tell us who Melchizedek is. There's a reason for that. Let me read to you from the last verse of the sixth chapter of Hebrews. Hebrews quote, this is where Jesus has entered for us as a forerunner since he has become the everlasting high priest in the order of Melchizedek. You got it? Some say Melchizedek was one of the sons of Noah. Some say, the Bible doesn't tell us, some say that Melchizedek was Jesus Christ in a manifestation to Abraham others say and the vast preponderance of the evidence would I believe prove that Melchizedek in the setting where Abraham was the Holy Spirit he was the Holy Spirit it really doesn't matter he was given as a priest type of Jesus that's why we know very little about him that's why the Bible says he was without beginning of days or end of life he's eternal so he's placing a concept Abraham is blessed Abraham pays tithe guess who Hebrews chapter 7 says is your Melchizedek Jesus I guess I have to read it to you. I have to read it to you. It's okay. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, meaning peace, king of peace, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of five kings and blessed him. To Abraham also, to him Abraham also gave a tithe of everything. In the first place, his name is translated meaning Melchizedek, king of righteousness. And then also he is king of Salem, which means king of peace. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, But made like the son of God He continually Remains a priest Now consider how great This man was To whom the patriarch Abraham Gave a tithe of the spoils Surely the sons of Levi The Levitical priesthood Who received the office Of the priesthood Have a command To take tithes of the people According to the law That is from they are brothers, though they also come from the seed of Abraham. Now, watch this. But this man, verse 6, whose descent is not numbered among them, means he's other than humans, received tithe from a human and blessed the human because of the promises. Without question, the inferior Abraham is blessed by the superior Melchizedek in one case watch it mortal men receive tithes but in the other he of whom it is witnessed that he is alive receives the tithe old covenant Men receive tithes from men. New covenant in the same manner as Melchizedek. When you tithe, your tithe is presented by our high priest, Jesus, to his Father if jesus is still receiving them and he is who are we to say they don't belong to him come on come on psalm 110 verse 4 tells you exactly the same thing old covenant new covenant Ah. Jacob made a commitment to tithe all of his increase where'd he learn it? from his father Isaac where'd he learn it? from his father Abraham Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Melchizedek Levitical priesthood priesthood of Melchizedek becomes the priesthood priesthood of Jesus Christ in the realm of the spirit receiving your gifts to maintain that tithing is no longer necessary simply because it was in the law of Moses is the same thing as saying that it is no longer necessary to honor your parents and that it's okay to commit adultery. These are all in the Mosaic law or to lie. Mosaic law, better, better just, and this is the danger of what is going on right now in the body of Christ. It's why preachers can't stay faithful to their vows because they're under grace, what does it matter? I actually had one be brave enough to me. He said something he watched and I said, well, that's, that's full of nudity. I know because everything that comes out, my son lets me know this hat. Not because he watches it because he reads what's in it. And I said, well, that's, that's full of nudity. He said, oh, little skin never bothered anybody. Six months later, he was caught in adultery from his wife. That is not grace. Grace is that if you find a true place of repentance, you can receive forgiveness. That's grace. Grace is not a license. Grace is the ability to live right, not make the mistake, not walk out on your wife, not commit fornication, not go where you have no business going because the Holy Ghost lives inside you. Okay, quickly, quickly. This is gonna freak you out. We operate in that righteousness of grace. Get it? Righteousness of grace, not just grace, righteousness, watch, watch, exceeds, the righteousness of grace exceeds the law, the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter, not dimmer and dimmer, closer and closer, not further and further, more like him, not less like him, in love with him not barely know him that's what the cross provided watch Jesus said you have heard that Moses said I give you a letter of divorcement oh watch this But Jesus said, I haven't given you any such law. You ought to read that passage. And whatever state you find yourself, stop. If You're single, get married. Once. And if you're not, if you're not, don't get married. Out running around with some low life things, got no connection to, no understanding of anything about your God. What in the world do you think you're doing? That is better to marry than burn. Burn! And you wouldn't burn so much if you'd turn the porn off. If you get your mind on things above instead of the flesh where you live all the time in that mess. Watch this. You didn't like that one, I'll give you this one. (laughs) Jesus said, you've heard it said that thou shalt not murder. Watch what he does with it. Part of the Mosaic law. One of the 10 commandments in the law of Moses. Thou shalt not murder. Read the translation of the Greek word murder. It means to steal another's joy. Jesus said, you set about to destroy somebody else's joy for your own benefit? You're a murderer. Does that seem like a lower responsibility? I ask you a question. Does that seem like a lower responsibility? I mean, do you understand you don't have to take out a gun and shoot somebody to murder them? Some of you have been murdered. You know. Steal a person's reputation with your lies, Which is something they can, you can never give them back. You can text them and tell them you're sorry, but you can't ever give their name back. Wow. Want me to give you another one? Thou shalt not commit adultery. Jesus said, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you'd have been just as good to go find her. Of course, you can't because she's ambiguous because you're watching her on a screen. To go find her And do what is unseemly and forbidden for your own good. 8,000 of our teenagers between the ages of 12 and 15, 8,500 a day are getting sexually transmitted diseases. And you think the law is rough? Come on, y'all. Here it is. Jesus said, if you looked at her with lust in your heart, what is lust? I would if I wasn't afraid to. And women are as bad as men. That's why I think it'd be nice Preachers would stop walking around with their shirt off and putting it all out for the world to see. And their wives would stop posing like something that ought to be on a strip pole. Yeah, why do you follow that? Why do you follow that? Right? Okay. So then, every time, and there are many others, but I pointed out three to you, that Jesus himself compares the law with what he requires, grace is a higher standard than the law. Now, another point that was made is New Testament believers should not tithe because it's fear-based. Can you believe so-called Christians gobble that stuff up? Really, I mean, come on. It's fear-based. Okay. If you're giving from a spirit of fear, you don't need more teaching, you just need to get saved. That's all. Because when you get saved, under grace, 10% no longer belongs to God. I will totally agree. 100% belongs to God and he makes you the steward over it. You should no more give or tithe out of fear than you should pray out of fear, than you should love your neighbor out of fear, than you should love your wife and obey your husband out of fear then you should uh, speak the Word of God from a spirit of fear. I've had to train people that. I watch them speak the Word of God and my goodness gracious. You, you would think that they were terrified. I'm healed. No, no, that doesn't work. You have to get it inside you first. And then it comes up out of the inside of you with I'm healed. Why? because I'm trying to do something to get healed? No, because I know I already am. So it's, it's faith-based, it's not fear-based. I, I, I submit that the people that are in fear are the people that can't let go of 10% because they're afraid God won't replace it. That's your fear, that you don't know him that you're afraid you're losing something. When he plainly said, Luke six thirty eight, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, heaped up, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Another argument, another argument. You should, people shouldn't tithe because it, they do it out of fear. Well, maybe you have, but. Maybe you're speaking out of your own experience. I have never tithed out of fear. Not one time. I will tithe today and not 10%, believe me, because I've learned I'm in another covenant. I can do 10 or I can do what I've done mm, seven out of 10 years, give all of it and more then i get paid now don't look at me funny because you didn't do it i didn't get it from you god has given me wisdom since i'm 19 years old i had good parents they taught me how to invest I could never invest. I know because you're not a tither. You don't give offerings. You don't give cheerfully and abundantly. You cut your tithe down to 22 cents. $14.22. And then the next week you give 23 cents because it's actually 22 and a half. So you go back and forth. And hey, you want to live that way? Bless the Lord. I'm here to tell you there's a better way. There is a better way. Y'all marrying some guy that's coming to, the, coming to the altar with his other pair of jeans and you driving him around in your car? The day I got engaged, I handed my wife the keys to a brand new car, paid for, with a red bow on top. She totaled the thing. Oh, that's because you're a preacher. I was making $133 a week. The only difference between you and people that have is they know something and they do something that you don't. That's all. That's all. Hallelujah. We paid cash for our first house. Same one we live in today, 33 years later. Bless the Lord. I ain't paid a dime interest like you. You buy a $130,000 house or rent it, and you might as well take a match and just burn your money. You have no equity, you've made no investment. You paying somebody else's bills for them. And remember, whoever you get money from, you're in covenant with them. Chase Bank, paying for women to go get abortions. I don't want to be in financial covenant with them. I'd be in co- financial covenant with him. And you can't. Tr- now don't get under condemnation if you owe money. Ninety-nine, nine-tenths percent of the people in America own money, and then there's other people that know what those ninety-nine, percent don't know. God's a good God. God's a good God. He doesn't have to give you a law. You should give from a heart of love. Love. Man, my wife yesterday, she found out uh, Pastor Amos and Miss Amy, their beautiful little girl, Trinity, she's about to be four. And, and Miss Joanie said, ask them what she likes. And I said, well, well, okay, she likes baby dolls. Okay, what kind of baby doll does she like? And now, now you, you all that have kids, you know. He sent me back within five minutes a picture offline that his about to be four-year-old found copied it and had him send it to me i like that tell me what you want that's what god said tell me what you want don't maybe have to wonder tell me what makes you walk the floor at night i'm god and besides me there is no god she spent seven hours yesterday, seven hours finding that present. Oh, wow. I walked in, I said, what are you doing? She said, I get to give this to Trinity tomorrow. <laughs> no, that's the way she is. That, that's her heart. She's just a giver. I mean, it's, it's like a zoo back there. 92 kids running there looking for Miss Joni, find their present. Amen. Well, I'm glad it didn't bankrupt us. I'm glad we didn't have to plead with God for the money. I'm blessed, man. Like, I'm really blessed. I am. My family's blessed. Blessed. We're givers. Somebody gave me $440 the other day in $20 bills, and I danced all over. And ever since then, I've just been throwing $20 bills at people. Somebody gave me $10,000. And I was walking around outside with an envelope. Want a hundred? Have a hundred, have a hundred, have a hundred, have a hundred. I didn't have to go check my bills. I'm free. God's people deserve to live free. Now, one more and I'll let you go. And everybody said, praise God. You still want deeper life class? Okay. 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 So the other thing is, well, the word tithing is never mentioned in the New Testament or the writings of Paul. Okay. Neither is rapture. Neither is Christian. Neither is Christianity. And I could go on and on and on. Now this kind of an argument is, is called, let me get it right. An argument in a vacuum, is that it? Huh? Silence, thank you. You type my notes up for me so you know. It's called an argument from silence. Meaning, since it's not specifically said then it's not true that is first of all the lowest argument known to man in regard to truth because it's an argument from no evidence not an argument from evidence you understand It's just, well, it's not exactly spelled out. Neither is thou shalt not be thy wife. Are you ready for this? Heroin is never mentioned in the New Testament. Might as well go get some. We're under grace and nobody talked about it. Have I sufficiently convinced you that the Bible is full of evidence that New Testament believers should not only tithe 10%, but that everything you have belongs to Him. That you should never give out of a spirit of fear, but always out of a spirit of love and gratitude and thanksgiving for what He's done for you. Amen. So so then tithing is a baseline. It's a starting point. Are you with me? I give you no pressure to do anything. But I have put before you that if you want to be blessed, let God in your checkbook. Let God in your dealings. Ushers, we're going to receive the tithes. We're going to receive offerings. Because we love the Lord. Because we love the cross. Because we love the blood. Because we love His peace. Because we're recipients of His mercy. We're recipients of His grace. We're recipients of His presence. He loved us. Before He formed us in the womb, He called us by name. By name, God knows our name. Lord, we thank You. We thank You for forgiveness. We thank You for the teaching and the concepts and the precepts of the totality of Your Word being interpreted by the totality of your Word. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you that you said we're healed. We're healed. We're healed. We bless you for it. Spirit, soul, body, all that pertains to life and godliness. We glorify you for it, Lord. May every one of us just be honest, May we be righteous and Father, if there are those that are not tithers and givers, then Lord, just speak to their hearts, guide them in your ways. Father, we just want to be full grown and worshiping you in spirit and in truth. We come now with our tithes, our offerings, and we present them before the throne of Almighty God, realizing that Jesus is our Melchizedek, our High Priest, offering our gifts in the realm of the Spirit to our Father. And we thank you for it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you're happy about giving, go ahead and let everybody around you know. Glory to God.